found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's an update edition of Tidbits Wednesday, the third day of August. That's what the date is. Good morning to you, Matthew. Why, good morning, Dale. And it's back to school today for Rochester students. They return today. And the list will continue to grow as we go. Got uh, what looks uh, like at least another school that starts tomorrow, Lewis Cass. Mm. They'll start tomorrow. Mm. Why has it got to be so early? Why so early? <sighs> oh, the children. Are they any smarter today? Because Back in our day, we still had another month. <laughs> They were just as smart. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can't tell me that extra 20 days makes all the difference. (laughs) Because, you know, they started the, uh, what was it, in the 80s under then-Governor Evan Bayh, a 180-day school year. Yeah. And the rest is history. Now you got to go 180 or you're penalized. (laughs) Yes. Sad news. Hall of Fame broadcaster Vin Scully. Oh, no. Voice of the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers for 67 years. Passed away Tuesday night at the age of 94. He died at his home in the Hidden Hills sections of Los Angeles. He began in the era of the 1950s of Pee Wee Reese. Back when you still had those... Pee-wee and Bucky, their specs. <laughs> Jackie Robinson, of course, was part of that. On to the 1960s. Just an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Here's a few of Vin's most iconic calls. Okay. Here we go. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. It looks like he's going to burn a flag, and Rick Monday runs and takes it away from him. And so Monday, I think a guy was going to set fire to the American flag. Can you imagine that? He's got it. The Los Angeles Dodgers have just about done the impossible. Just amazing. He's, he's kind of that one, just one of those iconic voices of baseball. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Just never. Um, I, I just used to love listening yeah. to him. Yeah. When he filled in, you know, on TV for World Series and things. It oh, was yeah. Just, I loved yeah. him. Here he is reciting the Field of Dreams. People will come, Ray. Ray? People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Oh, of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person, and they'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it's money they have, and peace they lack. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines, where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. 
and they'll watch the game, and it'll be as if they dip themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick, they'll have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It has been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and could be good again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Of course, he thought it was Shoeless Joe Jackson that he was building the Field of Dreams for. Mm. And was his dad. Yeah. Oh, what a movie. That's one of my favorites. It's really <laughs> it, It's up there. So there you go. There you go. Ben Scully. Ah, what a voice. It just seems, though, of course, we're getting to that time frame that these folks are, you know, he started way back in yeah. the 50s. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, age catches up with you. Yeah. Here's a, um, uh, you know, I could see this happening okay. locally. All right. A fight over cold French fries. Oh, no. <laughs> Led to the shooting of a Brooklyn McDonald's worker who's now fighting for his life. It's just a shame. Come on. The 23-year-old victim was working at McDonald's at about 7 p.m. Monday when he started getting hassled by a female customer over her fries. She was facing FaceTiming her 20-year-old son during the argument, and the son soon stormed into the restaurant and began fighting with the employee. A police source said that despite the uh, efforts... It ended up outside. That's when the uh, the son whipped out a gun and shot the worker in the neck. Oh, my gosh. It's just ridiculous. Cold French fries. You know, if you handle it like a reasonable human being, you know, say, hey, these are, and maybe they'll get wise with you. Maybe they will. <laughs> okay. But you just, uh, you know, at least handle it civilly. Sure. These are, are pretty cold. I think they've been sitting there a while. Could I get some? Yeah. Some new, I'll, I'll even wait. Yeah. There's no reason to get that upset over. No, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's French fries. Uh, yeah. I just, uh, we overreact. Have you ever lost anything on an airline? Um, let me think. <laughs> I left behind some earbuds. Oh. In security. Does that count? Well, it probably ended up in the, uh, Unclaimed baggage. Yeah. This uh, from Scottsboro, Alabama. They get the stuff. And then they have a store. <laughs> Unclaimed baggage's inventory <laughs> is available for the last 50 years. You can only go to the store now. You can go online. Oh. Musical instruments. <laughs> Those are probably the uh, <laughs> the instrument case left by the Skyjacker. Okay. <laughs> Skyjacker. <laughs> Clothing, jewelry, shoes, uh, sporting goods. 
the uh, items went through a 90-day tracing period by the airline. So if the items are still unclaimed after three months, unclaimed baggage will then purchase them and resells them to the public. In June of 2020, they launched an online shopping experience so anyone can buy their treasures. This store literally has everything. I'm looking at men's pants right now. <laughs> racks. Do they have racks and racks of them? There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot here. The website is organized to help you find exactly what you need. <laughs> it really is. It's very nicely done. It's very nice. All right, Matt, see if I can get a pair of false teeth. Type in false teeth. Or false teeth. All right, let me see. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll, just, we'll call them their correct dentures. Dentures. <laughs> what? Surely they don't have those. There's no dentures. Okay, all right. <laughs> You'd have to come in store to try. You try them on and see if they fit. But do you need a do you need a new sport coat? Okay, you probably do. All right. Do they have prices on this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Look me up a sport coat. Okay, so we have Something this. Something uh, jazzy. Okay, how okay. about this? This is a <laughs> navy floral sport coat. Okay. It looks nice. Okay. It looks real nice. Um, $75.99. Or a navy plaid sport coat. I like. I know you like plaid. <laughs> this is Brooks Brothers, so it's oh. $62.99. Now, is that a deal? Because I don't know how much this stuff would be new. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I would say it depends on the, on the brand. Yeah. You know, what kind of condition it's in. Surely it's cheaper than it would be if you bought it right. new. I don't know. Still a little costly. It's not like a yard sale. I'll give you a nickel for that sport coat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Give you a quarter for all of it. <laughs> so is somebody trying to really bargain their way through your... Uh, don't you guys have an annual yard sale? Yeah. You already have it? Uh, we've done one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got another one on the way. Maybe. I don't okay. Know. Right. We'll see. Okay. It is 632. We'll uh, take a break for news. We'll uh, check our weather. It's going to be a hot one today. It's already roasting in this studio. But for the success of the program and the recording capabilities, the fan is off. <laughs> the fan <laughs> is off. <laughs> yep. So we'll be back with more tidbits. This is Tidbits. Wednesday edition of Tidbits as we return. To answer your question, no, there's no prosthetic legs for sale. Okay. And the unclaimed baggage. Because you could, you know, maybe you're 6'2", and somebody lost their leg that's uh, 5'8", and you could slap that on there. (laughs) Grind her down a little bit. (laughs) Walk very much sideways. Yeah. But, you know, it's stuff like you said you found yourself a fantastic deal. I did. I did. A red velvet sport coat for eighteen ninety nine. Come on. Now, that's reasonable. That is. That's almost worth it, you know. You'd look snazzy in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> red velvet. <laughs> You know, we had a Taco Bell story. What was it, just yesterday or sometime? It was Monday or yesterday. All right. They've announced that the fan favorite Mexican pizza 
will be returning to its regular menu starting next wow. month. Wow. Visitors to Taco Bell will be able to buy Mexican pizza beginning September 15th. The chain brought back Mexican pizza in May after a couple of years' absence, but demand, demand, <laughs> was so overwhelming that within days of the relaunch, it was completely out. Taco Bell said on Tuesday that it worked quickly to restock the beloved menu item. It's made up of a flat tortilla covered with pizza sauce and beans or ground beef. I'd go that route. Another layer of tortilla processed on top before smothered in even more pizza sauce. Yes. As well as a combo of cheese and chopped tomato. Introduced in 1985. Hmm. The name Pizzazz Pizza was later rebranded as Mexican Pizza. Ah. So there you go. It was originally Pizzazz. So we'll come back and it will stay on the menu. They're not going to remove it. Okay. So settle down. Yeah. We had the lady, what did she order? Like 180 of them? Yeah. 180. Why? What are you doing? How do you stay up with that? How can your crew make those? And hurry up. <laughs> you know, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a line forming out the door yeah. and in the drive through <laughs> We'll be right with you. <laughs> and the person at the drive through is distracted. They're scratching lottery tickets while they wait. Right. Well, the person ordered 180, you know they went through the drive through like, <laughs> like, they're not they're not going inside. They, you know. It didn't say if they fulfilled the order. They must have. I, That's just an awful lot. Here's a uh, guy trying to kill a spider, <laughs> igniting a wildfire near Springville, Utah. Gosh. Utah County Sheriff's deputies responded to a report of the fire. When they arrived, firefighters at the scene said they'd come across a man who said that he started the fire. They escorted him down the mountain to speak with authorities. He identified himself as Corey Allen Martin. <laughs> And explained that he saw a spider on the mountain and tried to burn it with a lighter. When he attempted to burn the spider, the surrounding brush ignited and the fire began spreading very rapidly. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you just leave it alone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just leave the spider be. It's not bothering you. <sighs> He was arrested, placed in a squad car. They later found a jar of marijuana oh, and oh. drug paraphernalia. <laughs> so that spider was probably gigantic. It was probably, you know, he was trying to fend it off. It was coming for his life. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just trying to... I don't mean to be in your home, dude. They're always good-natured, you know? <laughs> Matt portrays them. <laughs> They're good-natured people, okay? It's <laughs> uh, here's... <laughs> so, so, in his mind, that spider is probably very large. Yeah. <laughs> out to get him. See, you often do that, and you're, you know, because if there's a spider in your studio, it's described by you as being much larger. They are. I have I have photographic evidence of a spider that visited the, the studio one day. And it is, it was, I've never seen anything that big in my life. You know, like in the wild. 
Remember that one thing that came crawling up out of the river up here? Remember that? It was like so sort of. It was like it would look like a prehistoric bug. Do you remember that? Me and Nick, we. <laughs> I put it on a shovel. Crawling out of the river. You don't know if it crawled out of the river. I put it on a shovel and flung it across the street. And uh, oh like like thirty minutes later, it came back. Like it <laughs> crawled across the street and came back. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and insects. <laughs> and the people were. I posted a picture of it. And people were like, "Yeah, I use that for for fishing." <laughs> the bass love eating those things. But did they tell you what it was? I can't remember what okay. it, was. it was. So they did tell you. Yeah, but it was. So it wasn't something I've never, never discovered. I've never seen anything like it before. It's not a, a bug that will eventually be named the Matty. <laughs> <laughs> Creatures uh, lurk in the waters <laughs> of a river. <laughs> uh, oh, Matt. Uh, this uh, a woman caught hiding and stealing jewelry from Coles. Jessica Urbanski, they didn't use her middle name, no, well. was stopped by Cole's loss prevention after she was caught on camera stealing. She was seen grabbing handfuls of jewelry and concealing them in her dress while walking around. Then she selected several dressed dresses before entering a fitting room. When she emerged from the room, a large amount of empty jewelry bags could be found on the floor. What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, it weren't me. They, were there. they was there. <laughs> it was like that when I came in. I don't know. She left the store, but uh, while in the parking lot, was tracked down by an employee and brought back into the store. By an employee? <laughs> so you're, you're like folding shirts. You got your eye on her. <laughs> Hold on a second. Ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am, excuse me. Do you think there was a ruckus oh, well, at the vehicle? There might have been. Her exclaim, you know. Yeah. Projecting her innocence. Yes. The uh, Cape Coral police were able to find all the jewelry that was taken. The uh, woman would steal 35 different pieces of jewelry with an estimated value of 750 bucks. Charged and arrested with larceny. Oh, lady, not a good day for you. What makes you do that? I, so it's like they call it jewelry, but each piece, if you divide seven fifty by thirty-five, yeah. average price of twenty-one dollars per item. Hey, that's the good stuff. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> babe, I got your engagement ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, seven fifty. <laughs> That's a, it's better than praying mantis money. That, that's true. Or, or, or a, a Venus flytrap fly yeah. money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then imagine this. You're walking along the beach where dozens of packages containing cocaine were found washed up on the Florida Keys. Good Samaritans <laughs> found the packages in a line of mangroves near the Ocean Point condominiums. When Monroe County deputies were called to collect the packages, they found a large package that had multiple smaller packages within it. The smaller packages were tightly packed with black tape. Their contents field-tested positive for cocaine. Wow. In total, the agencies discovered 126 pounds 
that had an estimated street value of nearly $2 million. Wow. Just washed up on shore. How do you lose that? Well, I got to believe maybe they feel like they're being pursued. Get rid of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I dump it. But then, you know, just laying there along the shore. Jeez. <laughs> 126, but there was originally 130 pounds. <laughs> Here's a... Uh, right. <laughs> there we go. Found this. <laughs> it's like you and I when we talk about people finding money. Right. Okay. Right. You know, somebody's lost whatever. <laughs> They, uh, you turn in 10 grand. Right. They lost 40, but you turn in, yeah, hey, found this 10 grand. I, I, I've found a wallet before. I remember this was in college. And you feel like if anything's missing from that thing, yeah, that they're thinking you're returning it's, it yeah, it's for the you. reward. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that reward. <laughs> well. <laughs> and finally, a stolen dog from a Texas family found five years later when she was picked up by an animal control officer more than 600 miles away. Jeez. The city of Borger said in a Facebook post that an animal control officer picked up a stray German shepherd, scanned the canine for a microchip. It identified her as Sheba. A pet stolen five years ago from Stephanie Malstrom's home in Baytown, Texas, about 600 miles away. Wow. Back then, the dog was two and had been stolen when she wandered up to a stranger's pickup truck outside her home. So she was friendly. Hmm. And that makes it very easy to, to wow. take her. She's working with a nonprofit to arrange Sheba's journey home on a private plane. She wrote, if you take anything from this story, please microchip your animals. And it does make sense. And we've had several stories where that's, you know, brought animals back. Yeah. Or, you know, they've discovered. Years. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, like sometimes a couple decades. <laughs> you got to Well, the dog, I'm sure it will have some memory. You know, I don't know what dog's memories I, I, are. I don't know either. But. Um, Sheba seems friendly, like she'll just fit in anywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll do. <laughs> that's why she was taken. <laughs> So there you go, some tidbits, Matt. All right. See you tomorrow. See you, buddy. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.